I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Um, I hope everyone had a good Christmas, um, a happy holidays. Um, this is the last episode of 2022, which is insane. Um, I am currently dealing with the flu. So I was supposed to be in Los Angeles right now, but obviously that, you know, didn't happen. Um, sad, but what are you going to do? Um, we have... Honestly, this is one of my favorite episodes ever. Um, it is Josh Martinez, um, winner of Big Brother 19. Um, he's been on a couple of seasons of the challenge now. And I know everybody's going to have a strong opinion on Josh, but I, I just want you guys to listen to the interview. Um, he gets really, you know, deep and personal about what he, you know, goes through on a daily basis. He's he's somebody that gets a lot of hate on these shows. Um, and I just want you guys to go in with open mind and listen to, you know, his story. Um, I do want to put a disclaimer out there that um, we do talk about the um, we talk about the Ashley Mitchell situation on Spies, Lies, and Allies, and you know how fans, you know what they call him and everything, and the hate he gets. Um, and, and we talk about that situation in some detail, and then we also talk about um, the night before the reunion of World of Worlds two. Um, so for all of you that listened to episode 37 with Polly Calafuri, you know, Polly explained what happened that night um, and, you know, how that has turned into a few years of, um, I don't know if controversy is the right word, but, you know, that night really changed a lot of people's lives um, in London. So I 100% think it's fair, you know, to give both sides of the story. Now, I'm not saying I believe one person versus the other. I'm not telling you guys to believe either story. All I'm just doing is letting you listen to both sides of what happened, you know, the night before the reunion in London um, from Paulie's point of view and then from Josh's point of view. That's all I'm doing. And I hope you guys, you know, take something out of that. Um, a lot of big things coming out in 2023. Um, including the new podcast I have launched with Paige um, from Most Likely To. We are actually saying the name, I believe this Sunday. Yeah, New Year's Day. Um, we will launch the name of the podcast. Um, and then the first episode will be January 29th. Um, it's me and her. and We will really not be talking that much reality TV. Um, it'll be more just about, you know, what we go through on a daily basis in our lives and what our opinions are on things. Um, I really hope you guys, you know, listen, download, subscribe, rate, like it. Um, we're going to be giving more um, information as the weeks come on, but you can follow me at the Dylan Deckard or Chilling with Dylan Pod on Instagram um, for all the details. You know, I'll put that on my story. I'll put a post out there and all that stuff. Um, and then you can follow the new podcast Instagram when that launches. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all I have for the intro. Um, this is interview with Josh. I actually met Josh three years ago in 2019. Um, and we've been trying to make this work for a couple months now. And, you know, it finally worked the week before Christmas. Um, I'm really appreciative of him, you know, cutting some time out of his day to come on the podcast. Um, I just saw him again in Miami last or two weekends ago now. Um, such a cool guy, you know, so down to earth. Um, I mean, I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. That's all I have to really say. 
chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Uh, real as it gets. Never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey. I thought I told you. Yes, indeed. Every week got a brand new poster while I'm hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. The next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast is one of the best Big Brother players ever winning Big Brother 19 and has also become one of the faces, the newer faces of the challenge. It is Josh Martinez. Josh, how are you doing today? Oh, dude, that intro just put me at the biggest smile on my face. (laughs) I wish I could get introduced like that everywhere I go. Um, uh, Pretty busy day, but I'm excited to talk to you, bro. I know it's been a long time coming, and you've been nothing but kind and supportive, so I'm happy to chat with you, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, So I want to get right into it, Um, but before we start about talking about the challenge and Big Brother and all that stuff, I do want to ask a more personal question. Um, I always start with this. so 2020, you know, was when the world changed, COVID, 2021, 22. Um, life has completely been flipped upside down. And during this time, you filmed a couple of reality shows um, being the challenge. Um, so I just want to ask, you know, how life is for you? How's your mental health doing? You're in a, I don't want to say a sticky situation because you were one of the people on Total Madness, which I talked to Jenny West about this when I interviewed her, but you guys were locked down before the official lockdown even started on Total Madness. Yeah. So we literally went, it was so crazy because we got called for that season and we were all so excited. Um, and we get to Prague and we're locked in a bunker. So we literally, I was there for 60 plus, almost three months. Um, and we were locked in a bunker. And when I tell you, I think it's one of my favorite seasons because it felt like I was thrown like into an experience, like survivor, like you didn't know how to adapt. I wanted to quit. Like the first week I had a huge panic attack because There was no sunlight, no windows. You were literally confined in there. And it gave me kind of PTSD from Big Brother, which was kind of crazy. I had never experienced that. And then I went back into like a lockdown, similar situation. Um, And yeah, that messed me up. But then a few months later, we were, the whole world went into lockdown. So yeah, dude, it's definitely, I don't know, with these TV shows, um, it can definitely affect your mental health. I think that I've gotten so... I don't want to say numb, but yeah, I've gotten so accustomed to just like everything under the sun being judged and said about me that it kind of gives you thick skin. If you don't come in with thick skin and you stay in it long enough, uh, you definitely will build it. Um, But no, dude, I'm in a really good space. Thankfully, I think taking a break has been good. And um, yeah, I uh, just grateful. I think from this perspective, taking a break, you learn to appreciate the experience more for sure. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, That makes sense. Um, I was at, you know, in Miami with you this weekend and some people ask you these questions, but I'm just going to, you know, ask them again for the people that weren't there. But I do want to talk about ride or dies because I got a lot of questions and 50% of them are, why is he not on this season? Um, so if you could just talk about, you know, what happened with ride or dies, were you supposed to be there? Rumor has it, you flew out. Just talk about that story. Yep. Um, so I haven't really gotten into depth about this, about that whole situation. Um, Cause honestly, I was a little frustrated with production about it, but long story short, um, I can't even make it short, but I'll try. <laughs> um, they were really interested in my sister. They had a Skype call with my sister and one of my favorite producers, Sky loved her. Um, and they were set on Mady. I spoke to her. Uh, the thing with my sister, she's not as 
athletic, but also she's like sensitive in a way where I, I don't know if she would be able to deal with the fan base, not the experience in filming and competing, but more of like the aftermath of what comes from the show. Like, and it's, it's tough, dude. It's a tough situation to be in because it's such a blessing to be part of the challenge, but also that's my life and that's my reality. That's what I signed up for. I would be, I would feel guilty if I like brought on my sister and it affected her mental health in any way. And I know that these fans, especially with me, they can be vile. So yeah. in a sense, like my family is my world and I want to protect them. So that was my hesitation. Um, but they were locked in on her. They really wanted her. At one point, she was really excited. And then we had a conversation. We went to dinner with my dad. And my dad's like, yeah, no, fuck no. Like, uh, like, it's just, you know, that's your world. That's not for your sister. Let her do her modeling. And, yeah, you know, so we backed. She backed out. Um, I want to say around April. I told them no, and they were upset. But then Davon had pitched me to production. So Davon had pitched a few people, but she pitched me and production loved that. Once Mady backed out, they're like, all right, we're paying you with Davon. I was with Davon. I mean, me and Davon were one of the first teams locked in, I'm pretty sure, because they never called me again asking for casting. We're like, all right, we're leaving these dates. I already knew when we were leaving. I was just training my ass off. Five days before leaving to film, Davon backs out. Um, and I was basically left without a partner. So they started scrambling. They tried to get Mady back on. Um, and I already had my boarding pass at this point. Like I was already headed to Argentina. Like I knew we were flying out. Um, we were leaving from Miami. So I was like, all right, bet. Um, they're like, well, we don't have a partner for you, but we have an idea. We're going to fly you out. So I fly out thinking they're going to come up with something. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't have a partner. My sister's not on the plane with me. They're keeping me away from everybody at the airport. So usually fly out from the airport by yourself. I mean, with you meet the group in the airport and you fly to location. They didn't want anybody to see me. It was just like really fucking weird. Um, so I had no idea what was going on. The whole time I'm thinking, oh, I'm like, what sort of fucking twist or what they have going on when I get there? They still don't tell me I'm an alternate. But like five days into being in sequester, they're like, oh, you're an alternate. So, dude, obviously I was fucking miserable. Um, I stayed for like two weeks in Argentina. I was going through it mentally. I was just so, I'd never been put in that position. Um, but now when I look back at it, bro, the best thing that happened to me, I would have never willingly taken a break. I would have kept saying yes and kept going back and the money just gets better for me. So I would have never said no, but it was the best thing that happened to me, dude. Just disconnecting from the show for a year, for a season, um, kind of just working on myself. I didn't see it in the moment, but now months later, I can see that it was the best thing that happened for me. So, yeah, it sucked, but um, the way it worked, the, the whole way it went down sucked, but um, I'm grateful that I kind of took a break. Yeah. So I actually had a listener question ask, um, did you enjoy your break or was it miserable? And it seems like at first you weren't a fan. Oh, my God. It was really Best grown. thing to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I want to talk about, you know, some of the casting choices, um, mostly yeah. Kenny, Kenny Clark. A lot of people, yeah. on Twitter, you know, are – very interested in Kenny, um, just because yeah. you, Fessy, and Casey have been, you know, a trio since Total Madness at this point. And there obviously yeah. there's no bigger ride or die than blood. You know, Casey and Kenny are brother and sister. But yeah. people did want either you or Fessy with Casey. So was that yeah. ever a discussion? Was that ever brought up? Um, anything yeah. like that? It was a discussion while I was in Sequestered Argentina. They had caught COVID. Um, Kenny got COVID or I don't know if they got COVID or they tested positive. Um, and at that point they had sent all the alternates home and they kept me for an extra few days. Um, and they're like, Oh, what about Casey and you? And I was like, well, they had already asked me about Casey once 
Davon dropped out, they were pitching Casey to me. But at that point, her and her brother were so locked in. Like you said, there's no stronger ride or die than your siblings. My siblings are my best friends. So, like, and and Kenny, I know Kenny. I've met Kenny outside of the show. And Kenny and her are basically, like, best friends. So, one, I didn't want to get in between that. I wanted to respect Casey's wishes. Obviously, for selfish reasons, I wanted to go and I wanted to win. And I feel like me and Casey would have been such a badass team. Also, aligned, we would, like – alliance wise we would have been in such a great position i don't think anybody would have fucked with us mm -hmm. um so obviously for selfish reasons i would have loved that but i think production was like already sold on the fact like you know you have a bloodline there's no strong it went it kind of sold the theme because what other ride or die teams are there like some of these people literally fucking not 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 forced relationships but yeah like there wasn't I think the selling point for the season to sell the season for Ride or Die is it had Kenny and Casey had to be there. Yeah. Um, because it's the only thing that made sense, you know. Definitely. Yeah, there are some. Well, and Nani and, and and Johnny, but yeah, there are some. There's some questionable Ride or Dies. Yeah, there are some questionable ones. I think you know Kayla with her husband Sam. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. Amber and her boyfriend Chauncey, but like, yeah. let's let's call a spade a spade. Jordan and Anissa aren't friends. Well, no, they were put together in the hotel. Um, yeah, because Naya, rumor yeah. has it, was supposed to be there. Well, yeah, supposedly rumor had it that Naya was supposed to be there, but also Anissa and her partner had gotten sick. So I think that they were also testing. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was going on, but um, I know that they were having complications also with their health. So I think that that just made sense. And, and um, yeah, I think, Naya, I think Naya and Jordan would have been great partners. But, I mean – I love Jordan and, and, and Anissa, so I'm glad that that worked out for them. Um, so I do want to talk about Jordan a little bit more. So this season, um, one of the relationships I love to see with you is um, Jordan and Laurel. Because um, we obviously know yeah. you're close with Casey and Nani and Fessy. We get that. But you, Jordan, and Laurel um, were very close on War of the Worlds 2. Um, you and yeah. Laurel had the moment where you threw Wes in. Um, and then you and Jordan were kind of working together the whole season um, until that yeah. elimination, the tug of war thing. Um, so I would have really loved to see you three play again together. Um, oh, so yeah. it's sad seeing them there and you not being there. Have you watched the show at all? So I haven't, I've kept up with the show on social media. I'll be honest with you. I have not watched the show, not because it's a, I don't know why I genuinely don't even know why I think like mentally, I probably just wanted it to like the best thing that has happened for me that I have been able to disconnect. So I think that's why I don't watch the show, but I do watch like, um, all the Instagram like clips and all that stuff. So I know what's going on in that. Like I know what's going on on the show, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about first impressions. So this is a game that I play with every single guest I've ever had. And um, people are just very interested when you first meet somebody, your first impression meeting them. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you like seven people. And can you just tell me your first impression when you first met them? Okay. First one I have is Jordan. Um, Honestly, at first, I, I'm not... He wasn't as when we met in the airport the first time, he wasn't as friendly or welcoming, if you want to say. Yeah. But Jordan grew on me, dude. Jordan is one of the dopest people. And to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever told him this or had the chance to, but I admire him a lot. I mean, what is there not to admire? But I think how he carries himself, being a multi-season champ and not being arrogant or cocky. If anything, he uplifts and motivates everyone. And you know, he wants to see others do good. And that's like that's the best best representation of a winner. And he's somebody that I really, really admire just the way he carries himself and the way he plays the game. So um, 
I don't know. If, I, I mean, I don't have a certain word, but yeah, yeah he's he's just good. such a dope yeah. fucking guy. Yeah, fucking um, love the dude. The next one I have is Laurel. Badass. Okay. Uh, I remember yeah. meeting her for the first time, and I looked at her. And she's just, she's a sweetheart, but she's intimidating. Like it's like. If you if she does not like you, there's no poker face. There's no bullshit. She will not. She'll act like you're literally not in the room. And um, yeah, she's just a badass man. And Laurel's actually one of my really close good friends. We talk probably every other day. Uh, I don't think people have been able to see that friendship, but um, yeah, Stucky's Stucky's one of my people. So um, yeah, she's an absolute badass. Um, the next one you didn't really get along when you first started, but it seems like you guys made up. It's Devin. Um, genuine, very genuine, very, you know, this is the thing with Devin, you have to understand his humor. The guy is a bullshitter, you know, but once you get him as a person and you learn not to take him so serious when he cracks the jokes and all that stuff, he's actually a really good person. Um, I'll give you a little backstory, dude. Devin on live spies and the last season I did, um, I had a really bad, I mean, several moments were pretty bad, but early on in the season. I was huge panic attacks and it was uncontrollable. And like, it was just the worst anxiety I've experienced on a show. And Devin and Tori were people that were literally in my corner, staying next to me, making sure at night that I was good. Just like, just like went out of his way to make sure that I was okay. And like that in itself proved to me how much of a great friend, but what a good heart he has. And like, I will, in future seasons, in life, whenever, I will always um, do everything I can for Devin because he's generally such a good fucking dude, man, and I love the guy. Love that. Um, the next one. I love I how I'm not giving. I love how I'm not giving like one word answers. I'm yeah, going, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one I have is your first partner on the challenge, uh, Miss Amanda Garcia. Oh. I have several. Several. I would say chaotic. <laughs> I would say chaotic, but loyal. She's um, the loyalty that girl has you. It's hard to come across on shows. And she's just such a loyal fucking good. If she rocks with you, that girl will literally take a bullet for you. And I'm so lucky that I had her on my side and not against me. Um, Cause she's, she's just such a good, good soul, man. She's a good person. Definitely. Um, the next one I have turbo. Oof. Oh, you know what? Turbo, when I first met Turbo, I, it just sucks because my opinion has changed a little bit. Okay. Um, I love Turbo. First off, I love Turbo. I have a good relationship with him, but I don't know what it is. And, you know, I don't know what happened in the time span from, you know, when he won his first season and to now, I think he's gotten super big headed and a little arrogant, to be honest with you. And I would say this to his face. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I think the fans definitely got to him a little bit and they gassed him up and you know, it happens. It happens to a lot of people. They get big egos, they get cocky and you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go too hard, but, um, yeah, yeah, I just think he's done a switch and I don't know what it is, but I think his ego gets the best of him, but I know the real turbo and the first turbo that I met, very genuine guy, very good person. I just hope, hope the fans and all this hype and all this stuff doesn't get to them, but it happens happens to everyone, dude. So I guess it comes with the territory. No, I get it. Um, the next one I have is actually somebody you met on Big Brother. 
Um, I yeah. would love to see you guys be rivals on a challenge one day. It is Cody Nixon. Cody. Um, wow, that's a good one. Um, I hated Cody. I <laughs> hate, hate is such a strong word. Um, but when I tell you we could not walk into the kitchen and look at each other, that's how hostile and toxic um living together was. But Cody, what people what people didn't see was the one thing that me Cody me and Cody bonded about was our faith i think we would have like i mean minimal very small conversations but when we did it was about what was our favorite psalms what was our favorite you know verses um he would tell me to like to read the story of like to read a story in the bible like we just connected about our faith and people didn't really see that i think with him he um he could be a dick definitely could be a dick but i think deep down he has a really good heart and he's a good person um, we just don't join. We just don't. We're two different people. We, you know, live two different lives. But, you know, he was part of my life. So I will forever be grateful and forever wish nothing but the best for him because he was literally a vote that changed my life. Um, so, you know, I really don't have anything bad to say about it. Has there been any contact with Jessica and Cody after filming Big Brother? Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't talked recently, but... um. You know, we always share love. We DM'd here and there. Um, yeah, there's 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 nothing but love for them, man. And I and I'm just genuinely so happy to see not only them, but like a lot of people in my cast, how well they're doing, and yeah. just to see the life that they built for themselves. I'm I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of theirs. And yeah, we've definitely talked. Me and Jessica have laughed about all the fucking madness that went down. And yeah. I mean, it was just we made great TV, right? Like, I feel like yeah. we're always going to be connected because of fucking Big Brother. But uh, yeah. we made great TV and now it's just nothing but love. Uh huh. So I got two more. The next one's another Big Brother player. He was actually an alternate on, I believe it was Double Agents. Um, oh, yeah. Mark from Big Brother. Dude, Marky Mark. Um, Dude, I felt so bad because he was with us in he was with us in um where were we at iceland i want to say yeah it was iceland he was in the hotel with us um i haven't spoken to mark in a long time but mark you know mark has such a big heart dude and mark is such bro he's not only physically he would be the biggest threat but he is one of the smartest fucking people i've ever done a a show with he is very fucking smart and i don't think people i don't know if that translated on big brother but I think if he ever made it on the challenge, he would be a force because he's just a very intelligent but physical specimen. So, um, yeah, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but I, you know, I know he's doing good. And um, like I said, I wish him the best. Definitely. Um, and the last one I have um, is going to lead into the next conversation. Um, Ashley Mitchell, first impression meeting Ashley. Ashley, my first impression, um, Ashley's a fucking ball of energy so i thought she was crazy crazy in a good way um you know at first she was just dude she brings she just brings so much life to the show man like she's she has so much heart she has so much passion and deep down i know ashley's a really good fucking person like i'm not gonna sit here and bash people that i've lived with because i've seen you guys see what you see on tv um but you don't see all sides of us and i think that that's i mean being a person that gets highly criticizing all that stuff i think that um you know people only see what you're shown on tv but i think she has she has a good heart she's a good person um i think just like all of us we have our flaws and i definitely think that her mouthpiece uh is her biggest flaw 
yeah. or how um vicious vicious she could be for sure. <clears throat> um, so like I said, we were in Miami um, last weekend, and you had a really like mature answer when somebody asked you about the Ashley situation on Spies, Lies, and Allies. So if you don't mind, yeah. just I want to ask you, you know, what happened? What are your thoughts are on it? Because um, in the past on the challenge, you know, we were shown everything, and then you know, decisions were made about removing people um, from the show. The Ashley yeah. situation, we have, we had no idea. All of a sudden, TJ just said Ashley's gone, and Ashley's not, you know, a random rookie. She's a two-time champ, so it was a of bit of a, it was a bit of a surprise to most, you know, fans. There's rumors swirling everywhere, but I just want to, you know, get yeah. from the source what what happened. I think, you know, it's so crazy because I've tried my best to kind of like heal from that situation and just like let it go and let it behind me. I don't hold grudges, not for anyone, not for Ashley, not for anyone. Um, it's just not healthy for me to hold a grudge and be mad at somebody when I'm trying to evolve and become a better person. And let alone, I make a lot of mistakes. Fucking hold it against somebody of what they did. Where I, what's hard for me is I truly wish when I was asked by production, you know, I mean, as soon as it, it, it was, I, I don't know how much I can say. I can't really, for the longest time, they try to keep me, I'm not going to tr say they try to keep me silent, but they don't want us to talk about it. Right. Like they're like, Oh, it didn't, if it's not aired, it's going to die off. And I agree with that. But I think that what was hard for me was I was the fall guy in this situation. And I got so much heat till this day. I get fucking a lot of hate because people think that I went out of my way to go to production and say, kick this girl off of the show because she said, you know, homophobic regards. And she said things about my sexuality. And first off, if anything, where I'm disappointed is Amanda was right there with me. And I was the whole night talking to production, making sure that she was okay. They told me she went home with a therapist and she went home with security guard. And I was genuinely concerned about her mental health because as somebody that has struggled with their mental health, especially on the show, I knew that that was just a whole different side of, I, I don't think we've ever seen that side of her. Um, and I was just concerned. I was like, bro, there's no way you guys can put this girl on a plane, take strip her away from this and put her on her plane. Like I want to make sure she's good. So production knew that, but I think where I'm disappointed was like, I truly wish that aired because I know in the past I'm listen, my track record, that's why I'm not mad at the fans either. And I've let everybody kind of just run with whatever they want to believe with the situation because my track record in the past is like, I'm stirring shit up. I'm in an argument with everybody and their mom. So I understand why people are like, oh yeah, Josh always does this shit every season. But I can genuinely say in that situation, I did not go out of my way to start a fight or start an argument or do anything. And everything that happened after that was so uncalled for. Um, and it was, I think it would have been, you know, I still get attacked every single day from my sexuality by the fans. So I told production, I was like, you're really not protecting. They're like, oh, we're protecting you guys both for you. And I'm like, you're not protecting. Okay. I get people talking about my sexuality every single day. So I'm like, you're not protecting me. If anything, air it, please. Because I want people to see that it's not okay. It's not okay. People literally kill themselves over shit like that. So I was like, it's not all right. Um, but, you know, it wasn't my call. I respect and I love the network and I, you know, understand, but it was really hard, dude. And I kind of just had to swallow that pill and like say, fuck it. It is what it is. Let it, let it, you know, let everybody think what they want. But um, yeah, man, if there's anything with my reality TV experience, I think that that's probably one of the shittiest ones because I really truly wish that it would have aired on TV and people would have seen everything that went down. Definitely. Um, I think it would have been a learning you know, moment. Um, so I do, wanna, do you think, there's in your opinion obviously you're not a producer you're not a casting director um yeah do you think ashley deserves another chance back on the challenge and how do you think your dynamic with her would be 
I don't know. I don't I don't think I would ever, ever have a friendship or relationship with her. To be completely honest with you, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Um, you know, the shit that was said was really fucking hurtful. And while I think I went into a state of shock, that's what happened to me. I went into a state of shock and I, like I said, I went numb. Um, but it was really fucked up. But I don't hold it against her. I don't, Ashley's, I mean, and I don't even say her name, but like, she's a great character for the show. Um, so I think she should get a chance. And I think that if she does come back, I think it's an opportunity. You know, we all grow, we all learn, we all make mistakes. So who the fuck am I to be like, no, blacklist her, fuck no. There's people that have done way worse, you know? So I, what she did was really fucked up. I'm not going to excuse what she did because I'm strong enough to accept it and take it and, you know, move on. But a lot of other people probably would have fucking, people have died for the shit that she's, have killed themselves for the shit, for going through experiences like that. So I don't think it was okay, but I don't think, she should be taken away. Give her an opportunity to grow. Give her an opportunity to come back and speak her mind and, you know, make make uh, make it right. And I think that she's great for the fucking show, dude. So I wish her nothing but the best from the bottom of my heart. And, you know, just come back then. We'll see what happens in the future with us. But, um, yeah, I don't hold any grudges. I wish her nothing but the best. And it just sucks how it went down. It sucks that it didn't air. And it sucks that I kind of have to be – you know, the whole the whole thing was just really fucked up. Um, but I wish her the best. No, definitely sounds like it. Um, so I want to go to more of a positive note. Um, so you were on for, you know, a few seasons back to back to back and then took this break. But, you know, a lot of people would argue that Spies, Lies, and Allies was your best, you know, gameplay, strategic, whatever you want to call it, season. You won an elimination. Um, yeah. And a lot of people did think you were going to beat Kyle in that elimination. Um, yeah. It was like jumping off things. You guys were like tethered in whatever um yes but i want to talk to you about that season and what you were you know obviously that was the ashley situation as well but did you think that season was your season to win did you prepare differently mentally physically oh my god i that was i had never been more confident that i was going to make it into a final um in my life (laughs) i was just so locked in i was so focused um and I was so ready to just get there. Um, that was the longest season I've ever filmed. We sequestered for like 20 plus days. And then we were in the house for fucking like three. It, it was really long. So it was exhausting mentally. I think I think I was drained mentally by the end, especially with what happened, had already happened prior. I felt like I was just mentally worn out. Um, and I think that's what happened. I felt really good in the elimination with Kyle. I mean, we were pretty neck and neck and I felt confident, but I just think what, when I look back at it, I think mentally I was so burnt out, um, that when I do go back, I'm just going to learn. I was so burnt out from the relationships, from what I went down with Ashley, from just the game in general, um, that I couldn't even perform. I think that when I go back, I just like, I'm so more focus i'm so much more prepared physically i feel great but yeah that was one of my best seasons and i think not only to myself i think i showed production i think production saw i think they like they they've seen my value of course because i've been called time after time but i i think that like there's people that are able to carry out story and people that are able to carry out and and you know and i think that i think the producers definitely saw that with me that season because the amount of Love, not love, but like the amount of just like assurance and just like positive feedback that I kept getting from them. It made me feel really good, you know, like it made me feel really, I, it genuinely made me fall in love with TV. I think that's what that season did for me. It made me like for the longest, I was like, oh, I'm just doing this for the money. But I think 
Live Spies made me fall in love with the process of just being part of the show. No, I get um, it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something that I found interesting. So I wanted to bring it up. Sequester. Yeah. Um, obviously for you know World of Ugh. World of Worlds 2 and Total Madness, there was no sequester. The past two seasons you've done, there was a sequester. Writer Dies has a sequester. Um, and all these international versions now also do as well. Um, you guys are already there a long, long time. That's why some people like oh. you know John A, who won two seasons of All-Stars, um, doesn't want to do the flagship because it's so long. Um, I had her on yeah. a couple months ago and she talked about it. She's like, All-Stars is a month long. The flagship's like four. It's just not the same. Um, yeah. But Sequester makes it so much longer. So can yeah. you talk yeah, about it how it's changed the game strategically and politically, you know, being in those hotel rooms? Oh, dude, um, completely. I think, so what people don't realize is I think the vets, we all, obviously with Last Spies and Allies, my last season, we all um, had strong relationships going in but i think while we were in sequester it was like all right we started we we started doing numbers and we started fucking calling rooms and we're like bro we're outnumbered and a lot of these rookies we had already seen them and then we went back into sequester we saw them working out like two days in the house and then we went back into sequester so that's kind of where we were like all right we're really like yeah we all we all were talking about working with the vets but i think with live spies and allies while we were locked in the hotel for 20 something days i think that's where we all locked in we're like we're really going to have to stick together because these motherfuckers are strong, but also we're outnumbered. Um, so it, it, for that season, I definitely think that it affected the game, but also I think it just wears you out. You're burnt out, dude. Like you're sitting in a room, not working out, eating unhealthy, eating room service, sling in bed. Yeah. It's sweet. It's a fucking life. We're getting paid for it. Um, but you're going into a game, a competitive physical game at that. It's like, it's just exhausting to be, isolated like that i think obviously that happened because of covid i don't think that it if we do it now it's probably like a week but um yeah it was it, it definitely does affect the game i think with big brother i think i'm i'm so blessed that big brother was my first tv experience because it was so fucking from the confinement side and from like the isolation side it was so tough for me and so hard that it kind of prepared me for all these other shows but um yeah, it's it's never easy to be locked in a fucking room by yourself. <laughs> to be definitely, honest, definitely. Um, so you talked about the rookies. One of the rookies that I absolutely loved, um, and he hasn't been brought back yet, but hopefully in the future, um, was Kells from Two Out the Handle. And you guys had a rivalry, but it didn't seem uh, like that, it didn't seem like well, it might have been edited that way, but it did seem like Kells was versing Josh and Fessy, but it wasn't yep. personal. You know, it was just strictly respect competition i want you want to get me out and that's why i 100 100 um, there was nothing and i will say there is kels is one of the nicest coolest dudes um really good guy and that's and i think from that on forward for how many other shows if i do come back and compete i think for me it's, it's never i never want to make it personal it's strictly game and that was strictly a game move and it was very unfortunate because i really did like kels and i liked you know, his energy and he was a cool dude, but Kells is such a physical threat. And then I also saw leader of the rookies. Like that's how I saw it. It was like they gravitated towards him. He had the potential of being a huge threat for like our Veta line. So I instantly was like, oh, he's definitely the number one target. Like, and if we get him out, you destabilize their whole side. So it's like, you know, we'll be able to run the game. And, and that's exactly how it went down. But Nothing personal with Kells, bro. It was just strictly game. And I hope that he gets a shot because I know that the guy would be great on the show. But um, 
you know, we did have to get him out. And luckily it worked out for us with the limb that he went in. Cause if it was physical, it would have been, that guy would have been anyone. Definitely. Um, so, you know, I love you, but I have to ask this question. What yep. is with y'all not getting CT out, you know, back to back seasons. Oh, got to the end and won two championships back to back after having the resume that he does. I'm I will tell you on. something. I genuinely don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I think it's a mist. I think he comes with like a cologne and people just like fucking get swooned. I don't know what it is. Um, but I'll tell you this. I think that for me personally, um, I have a good friendship with CT. I fucked him over in the past in, in uh double agent. I voted him in and till this day he's fucking holds it against me. But I think with CT, it's like, it's either you work with him or you work against him and he's not somebody you want to go up against. So I think, you know, if he ever makes it to a final, the guy's winning, nobody's beating him. Let's be honest. Um, the guy's really good at his craft and he's just, he has it down packed at this point. He's like a well-oiled machine. But I think with that season, we all wanted to work together and we really wanted to like, just prove that we were going to be loyal to each other. And for the most part, all the vets were, you know, um and with me personally i don't know about other people's relationships but with me personally i have a good friendship with ct and i kind of look at ct as in somebody that like can help me get to a final can help me if anything mentor me to fucking get there um so i i just don't have that i don't know yeah call me crazy i don't have it out for him like that and 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 if anything i really respect him as a winner and as a person and He's somebody that I know in future seasons can help me get to a final and can help me get there. So I, while everybody wants to take, I work with the guy, if I'm being real with you, like I'm, I want to continue working with the guy, um, you know, but yeah, I definitely think if he ever, anytime he makes it to, anytime he gets close to a final, he's getting in there and he's winning. So of course that's in the back of your mind. But um, I think that with CT, I think it's definitely somebody for so long, bro. It's like, I think he he's a good friend to have in your corner. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and we're I'm gonna get shit for that answer, but <laughs> it's tr it's. A tr I think the last time he lost the final was like five or six years ago, and it was to Jordan actually, which Jordan's a beast himself, you know. Well, yeah, both of those those two definitely are fucking. Yeah, they're hard to beat, bro. And um, I worry about first off. Let me be realistic and honest. Here. I need to work. My first final, <laughs> I start worrying about <laughs> taking out fucking Jordan and CT. So, I think me, it's more than just like they're great competitors and they're great at what they do. I think they're people that have been nothing but supportive and fucking encouraging. I mean, there's so many people out there that go out of their way to knock me, especially like in the challenge community, and throw my record in my face, throw me that I haven't won. And like for winners, and like I've, I've. For winners, and I'm going to mention a few because that have been nothing but like, hey, you make it there. Text me. You text me the other day. And I saw him this weekend. I hadn't seen him in a while. But like, hey, I'm proud of the work you're putting in the gym. Keep it up, bro. You're going to be at West. Like, there's certain winners that I genuinely, I don't think people realize such good humans that they are. They're the ones that have what we're all going through. They've done this long enough. They understand what it takes to get there. And for them to go out of their way, and just be kind to me, bro, and be supportive and kind of just, like, root for me. It's like, how do you not have love? How do you not look out for them? And how do I not go and be loyal to them when in real, they're encouraging me to fucking be the best version of myself? And with, like, Wes, a great fucking guy, bro. Um, CT, fucking Jordan, Laurel. Um, 
dude, there's so many fucking champs that like I admire and I look up to that have been nothing but great friends to me. So like while people are like, yeah, just shot, make the move. I'll be honest with you in future seasons, I'll see myself working with those people and hopefully getting to the end with them, you know? So call yeah. me fucking crazy, but stay loyal and stay true to who I am. And, you know, especially to people that have been nothing but great fucking in a way kind of like role models you know because they they've definitely um have been nothing but good to me definitely um so i want to talk about a season you know that wasn't so you know well i mean it was well received because of the drama and how personal it got but i'm sure you guys didn't love filming it and that was war of the worlds 2 um the only thing i can really oh. say is chaos so if you could just give me your overall thoughts on that season, you know, it being like three years ago now, I want to say, and, you know, that, yeah. that shit show, basically. Um, Let me just say I'm really glad that the cast that was on that season, not all of them, and I think that people are going to take it by surprise that I think that it was just fucking depressing. Let me just be fucking honest with you. It was so depressing. Um, the energy in the house was so fucking heavy and toxic and hostile for no fucking reason. Um, it got so personal and so not personal in like the regards of like disrespecting each other, like what went down on my last season, but it was just so heavy, dude. Um, there was just characters like Ninja, like, man, I'm pretty sure she's a great person and she's cool, but it was just hard to even be in a house with her. Like, you know, it was just, it was too, it was a split house and it was a split house, but in a way like, bro, we were isolated in a room. We would eat in our room. That's why me, Zach, Jordan, Nani, I was invited to Zach's fucking wedding. And that was the season where we became really good friends. We would work out together, eat together, go to sleep together in the club, sit together, isolated. Nobody. We were like the kids with COVID. Like everybody was treating us like we had COVID and nobody would talk to us. And I think that, but I'm so grateful for that because it made me so close with Tori and Jordan and it bonded us to where like, look at our friendship now. They're like family. So um, with Nani and Zach and the, when we got towards the end, it was so fucking depressing. Um, I remember just like nights where we were just like laying in bed. It was like we were waiting to get picked off because we had no shot at even trying to save ourselves. We we're going to go up against each other one way or another. And that's exactly what happened. Um. And you know what? I think if they would have taken me to the final, not being full of myself, but I think they would have had a better shot than fucking, you know, the guy that died and talks shit like he's won before. And the guy literally collapsed and caused his team a win. But anyways, um, yeah, it was a depressing season. And, and you know, do I do I think that some people that were on that cast should be back? Yeah, I think Cara Maria is definitely um, – not my not we're not friends or anything like that but Carl maria is a champion and i think that she you know is a face of the show so i think that she should get a callback with the rest of that herd um besides actually there was a few people that I'm, i get along pretty well with okay. but um now 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 yeah but um yeah, it was, it was tough, dude. That season sucked. That season sucked. And it was sad because we were in Thailand. It was like the competitions were fucking awesome, but it just was miserable. Yeah. So um, one of the fan questions, actually, the listener questions were sent in was, do you think if you were in the final, USA would have done better because, you know, you're a strong person that could have held, you know, whatever the gurney or whatever the thing they were carrying is. And it's, it seems like you agree that yeah. you, know, you would have been better 
um, and more helpful in the final for USA who kind of just I hit the bed. I this is a this is the thing I don't know because I didn't make it there, right? So we don't know. We probably would. I mean, they probably would have still lost. But I think leading up to that. I think I had proved myself. I think that I was very underestimated. I really didn't have a chance, like, coming off of my first season, which was not the best for me. I really didn't have the chance. But, bro, I was running every fucking day with Jordan and Tori in the yard, probably five, six miles. I had dropped, like, 30 pounds on that season. I carried my weight in every single challenge. Um, and, and my team saw that. My team definitely saw that. And I'm not saying that we probably would have won or not, but it definitely would have been a helping hand that would have been beneficial to the team. But, you know, it played out how it played out. Um, it wasn't aligned with me at the time. And I think that every single loss and every single experience and every single thing that I've been through on the show has helped me build myself mentally and physically to where I am now. So I don't have any regrets, but I think that they also knew that I would have been beneficial if they said it or not. Um, I know that at that point in the game, I would have, it would have been helpful in a final for the dude, I'm six feet, 230 pounds. Like, and I carry my own weight. So I think that it would have helped them. But it played out and I could not be more happier for the people that won, dude. It was like I won. I was tears of joy. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely. Um, So yeah. I do want to talk about, you know, the elimination with Jordan. Um, I yeah. think the challenge made it like a montage last year of like the most iconic eliminations. Um, yeah. On the to, you know, the debut of one of the seasons, whether it be Spies, Last Night, Eyes, or Ryder Dies. Um, and in that montage was you and Jordan's elimination on War of the Worlds yeah. 2. Um, you know, you were sadly on the losing end of that. But, you know, what was that yeah. like going into elimination versus, you know, three-time champion Jordan? And, you know, so many fans, you know, loving that elimination. And you got, you guys were just battling back and forth. Oh, dude, it was, first off, if I had any respect for him leading up to the amount of respect that I got for him after that, that fucking elimination was exhausting. I think... You know, I mean, and, and, and it's a highlight reel for fucking Jordan, 1,000%. And people look, oh, the guy with one hand beat you. That motherfucker will beat, would have beaten anyone up there. And when I say anyone, anyone, because he, it was, I was looking at it as a pure tug of war, and he was looking at it as a long game. And that's where I burnt up. My lower back literally felt like it was going to fucking, like it was on fire. My hamstrings were fucking shot. So it was just... I burnt out. It was such a long limb. I think it went over an hour and 20 minutes at a limb. And we were just standing there pulling, tugging back and forth. Um, and yeah, he just burned me out. But I think, dude, there's so much respect for him. He's such a badass competitor, bro. Um, and if I lost to anybody, I'm glad I lost him. I think again, it's anybody else. Um, I would have done well in that a limb, but he's just, bro, I have nothing but respect for him. And, you know, yeah, fuck it. Add it to his highlight reel because it's definitely one of his top moments. And um, was it shitty? Did it suck? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm fucking proud of the dude. Definitely. Um, so I want to hit one more note on War of the Worlds 2. Um, if you don't want to talk about this, I completely understand. But full transparency, I interviewed Pauly um, about two months ago now. And he... Yeah you know, share the story about what happened the night before the reunion at War of the Worlds 2 in London um, at a bar. Yeah. And then there was a videotape clip that was, you know, sent around Twitter. And, you know, he ran down the listeners on exactly everything that happened in his point of view. Um, yeah. And how well, that, that perfect, perfect. Um, I mean, you said it perfectly, his point of view. Yeah. So, so I never heard of it. I never heard of what he said, but um, I can just imagine. Yeah, said. so um, he then talked about how he was taking off Total Madness after that, 
So, you know, I think there's, you know, two sides to every story. Um, so I do want to know your thoughts and your opinions on that night before World of the Worlds 2, you know, just to get your side of it, because I think it's fair that we, you know, get two sides of every situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to be so honest with you. I uh, I don't even know where to start with that because there's so much feelings about fucking just my, my thing with this. This is the thing. My thing is that's the past. Right. And what happened happened. And it was, again, unfortunate. I think that at the end of the day, we're signing up to compete for money. It's a competitive show. And, you know, when I come home, I disconnect from the show and I come back to my reality and to my fucking, I'm so thankful with God that I live a happy life where like, I'm able to disconnect I think with some people, you get so caught up in it and it's normal, you know, you're invested, it does become your world. And I'm, I'm, you know, and I get that because it, it is part of my life, but he was somebody that made it again, very hostile and went to a level that it didn't have to go. And when I've heard the rumors of we went to production and we told production to never bring him back. First of all, we don't have that fucking, I don't have that fucking power to go to production and be like, oh, kick this person off or I'm not coming back. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't have that say. I know people wish that that was a fucking case or, or think that's the case, but it's not. I think with that situation, he was completely out of pocket, bro. And it was just like, he was guns blazing. We were in the hotel. He was looking, provoking, literally a fight to the point where like, it, it, it turned with me, it got into like self-defense. It was like, bro, if you're going to get in my grill one more time, I'm going to defend myself. Um, but what I'm going to say about him is, you know, it's sad. It is really sad. You know, this person, a great competitor, great. I think he's a great character for the show, but he takes it to a level where it's like, dude, it's just like so hostile. Like, you don't know if you're going to walk into a kitchen and throw hands. And I think that that's where like production's like, all right, this is just way too much. And listen, I'm, I, I have a temper and I, and I go off the rails a lot, but I, I, it's just different energy. And like, I think with him, it's just a different energy. And I think that they don't like that. Um, that's just my opinion. Right. Um, and I think with him, it's just like, bro, he's so toxic. Every fucking interview he does is bashing every single one of us that's on the show. It's like, and if that's what you're doing and if that's what you're saying to like get some attention, I don't know what the purpose is behind that. It's just so toxic because you know, if anything, you know what it is to be on the other side of that. You know what it is to be on the show and deal with that negativity and deal with the backlash. So why add on to it? That's why I think people are so fucking corny. Like if you've been on the show, you don't have to like everyone, but don't add on to the hate that people are getting or people getting slammed. I think you, I think it just goes to show the sad life that you live. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I like completely blocked the person out. Once he started doing that and doing interviews and bashing me and bashing my castmates, I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. This is not my type of person. But I will, what I will say about him is I try to see the good in everyone. And I know deep down, Polly has a good heart. We don't like each other. I don't like him. I will never be in a room with him unless I'm getting paid a lot of money to do so. Um, you heard it here fucking first. But I will say this. Polly was one of the people, and he doesn't know this, but Polly was one of the people during Total Madness, I was in very deep depression, and I was so ashamed for the longest time to admit it. I was so ashamed to admit that the hate had gotten so bad to me um, that it got to the point where I wasn't even, like, getting out of my bed. Like, my family, it was so sad that my family had to go through that, but I really just had my family and my close friends, like, my best, best friends from college that saw me that low. And I was putting these pictures that I was so happy on Instagram and all these videos of me partying, and and I was just depressed, and I couldn't get out of it. And Paulie was one of the alum that called me 
Um, and, and, you know, also, let me put it back in perspective. It was the height of COVID. We were, Total Madness was airing during COVID. So we went from being sequestered to then, from living in a bunker to then being locked down in our houses and going through COVID and being on what the show at that moment was the biggest it had ever been. And it felt like the whole world was just picking me apart on the internet. And it fucked me up on top of everything else that I was doing. I gained like 20 pounds. It was just bad. Um, I was drinking and smoking every day. And Polly was one of the alum that called me and I'll never forget it. And I'll always, and I'll always, every time he bashes me and every time that he says something negative about my castmates or says something negative about me, I tell myself this so that I don't react to him. Like I literally have to tell myself this so I don't react to him on, on Twitter. And sometimes I do, but he called me, dude. And he spoke to me for over an hour on the phone. And he was like, I get it. I know what it is. Just keep your head up. And like everything that he said, it was like God had sent him. And I had to hear those words because it gave me so much strength, dude. And it gave me so much, like, it, it like literally gave me a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, it made me feel like I was not alone in it. And if anyone understood was him and Kara because they, and I didn't talk to Kara on the phone, but he's like, Kara sees what you're going through and just know that we're here for you. And dude, that moment, like meant so and still means so much to me that like he can hate me all he wants i don't hate the dude i don't have i wish him the best i don't like him i'll be honest with you i don't fucking like him he's not my type of person i can i can never see myself having a drink with him and it's sad because i think his brother's a really cool dude but um but i i will always think about that moment and always just i know he has a good heart because somebody that what he did for me in that moment meant a lot so yeah can I sit here and bash Polly and go off on him and call him a loser? I can. Um, but I think that I just think about that one moment that he helped me honestly get out of a hole. And a lot of people contributed, but that moment really stood out to me and helped me a lot. And I will forever be thankful for that. So, yeah, um, that was deep. I, that was a lot. That was definitely <laughs> deep. I'm, I'm sorry you went through that. I'm glad you made it through. Um, I appreciate you yeah. know sharing all of that. Um, yeah. I do want to ask um, just, you know, to, I guess, change the subject a little bit. Um, you've been on the yeah. channel, you know, four or five seasons, what it's been. Um, what's yeah. your favorite season you've done and your least favorite season you've done? Um, my favorite season had to be, you know what's crazy? Um, it's, in between, it's in between total madness and just because of what a wild cast, what a wild experience, like living in a bunker, like when the fuck am I going to be able to say that again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just the experience, it was it was hard, but it was a lot of fun. Or my last season, Life Spies and Allies, I think I really, you know, I think I proved to myself. I, I it was kind of like, all right, I took note of what I have to work on. I took note of, you know, what I got to do to better myself and to become a better competitor. But also, I fell in love with filming, and I loved every single time I stepped through in the fucking green screen and into my interviews, and every time that I was, you know competing i was just like it was like euphoric like i was just like this is what i'm supposed to be doing i feel so good and i love this um and that feeling has just grown since then because i haven't filmed since last summer so yeah i think for me it's uh total madness and lies spies and allies um for sure definitely um would your least favorite be you know war of the worlds 2 is that fair to say i think my least favorite yeah i think it definitely was my least favorite just because it was such it was a toxic environment to live in. And like from, listen, I came off of Big Brother 19, which was extremely toxic and fucking War of the Worlds 2 felt so heavy. Um, I would say, yeah, that's definitely my least favorite. Definitely. Um, so I do want to talk about, you know, we just talked about Big Brother player and I want to talk about the Big Brother Alliance. 
Um, because, you know, I, I root yeah. for you guys, but yeah. I also love Amber and there's a lot of drama with Amber yeah. and not so much you, but Casey and Fessy. Um, yeah. Amber, you know, is a, you know, a trailblazer being the first big brother player to ever win the challenge, um, winning her rookie oh, season. Yeah. Um, so it seems like you and Amber are really good friends, but Casey yeah. and Fessy really can't get along with her. Um, you know, how hard is it to maintain, you know, you being the glue of that group? being Amber on one side and Casey and Fessy being on the other um, and playing a game when your two allies, you know, are, your two biggest allies yeah. are going against each other. I, well, we saw how that played out with Fessy going home and the huge split that caused in our friendship. But I think if anything, you know, that situation sucked because I can't force friendships and it was such a learning lesson for me. Definitely after I got home and I watched the show because I, I will never get in between my mm. friendships. And I think that, you know, I have such strong... Casey and Fessy at this point are family, um, and Amber and me have a really good friendship, but I, I, first of all, I'm not the person to be the mediator. If anything, I need a mediator and a fucking therapist. So I think that for me, it's like, just like appreciate and, and protect the friendships that I have that are close to me. But in future seasons, I will not be the one in the middle trying to fucking make everybody if you don't get along well you guys solve it that's not my problem because in the end of the day it does more damage for me personally emotionally and in my game than it does help um so i think that i have you know i think they're in a better place now i definitely think with the season they're in a really good place um last i heard um so that's glad so i'm hopefully when we come back to future seasons together if we do we'll be able to all work together because i think we're all we all have our strengths but um yeah, I'm never going to get in the middle. I'm just going to let shit play out and let it unfold how it unfolds, dude. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so I just have one more, you know, talking point before we get to the listener questions that I kind of want to knock out because, I, like I said, there's so many of them. Um, yeah. I want to talk about, you know, the mental health aspect of the challenge versus Big Brother. Obviously, Big Brother, you, you know, didn't have a following before. You went in as, you know, a new person to this reality TV world. Yeah. Um, sequestered from the whole world for what is 90 days and then you come out and everybody has an opinion of you whereas the challenge yeah. you know you're you're known you become a vet you do season after season but you film and then you know you kind of let that shit die down for months and then have to relive it rewatch it and yeah talk about it um so if you could just talk about you know what you prefer and how those shows really impact mental health and you know what do you prefer you know being sequestered and filming or filming and then you know oh my god you know, i think i prefer because this is the thing with Big Brother, I didn't live uh, my, my family, which was the sad part. They had to go through the toll of the whole social media whirlwind and everybody criticizing. And you're you're new to it, right? Like you don't know what you know what you're getting yourself into. You're like, oh, you're going into reality TV, so you kind of know what you're doing. But in all reality, you don't know until you're in it and you get out and you're slammed and you're seeing all these people having the freedom to say whatever and think whatever they want about you, and you kind of gotta have to take it. But to be honest with you, when I got off of Big Brother, I wasn't even paying attention to that. I was in such a high. I had one. I was booked for five months out. I I did so many appearances and went to every fucking. So I was so I got so caught up in it that I didn't have time to sit and be like, oh, what are they saying about me on the internet? I didn't care. Not after like a year passed, and I got the call for the challenge and that's where all the anxiety started to step in. And I started to see, like I had gotten leaked for the challenge and people started saying fucking, you know, um, just fucking going off on Twitter. So I think that that's what it, it's definitely, it's so hard to adapt to. I don't think unless you've been in a reality show, you guys will never understand truly fucking how crazy it is to come out of 
the big of the house and be thrown into support. But I think you take it for what it is. And I think with everything, there's a negative and a positive. And you just find the blessing and the good in it. And for me, I'm very lucky that it's turned into something. But um, And yeah, after a while, like I said, you become numb to it. And you just don't give a fuck anymore. But it's taken me... I mean, it's been five years and it's taken me a lot to get to this point. So um, my heart goes out to everybody and I'm always there and try to be there for people that get off of the show and they're just like overwhelmed by everything. Um, but yeah, it is tough, but I much prefer Big Brother because like you're not going through it with the challenge. Like you said, you got to go film it, then you're getting slammed and then you're back into it again. So it's just like, it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. <laughs> the challenge community is definitely tough, but... um. I think that with – I had this producer one time tell me this, and it stuck with me. They're like, listen, Josh, they're going to hate you now, but we believe you and we believe in you have so much to give that over time they're going to at least see the good in you. And if they don't, then fuck them. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're, you're fucking right. <laughs> you're right about that. Um, definitely. So, yeah, that was a long answer, but – Yeah, I no, definitely. Yeah. I, um, I do want to ask, just because we had it for Survivor um, and you qualify for it, yeah. you're a winner – Big Brother, Winners at War, you, Taylor, Casey, Rachel Riley, um, Ian, you know, the list goes down and down. Um, are you going oh, to do it? Would be 100%. That would be epic. I think if I ever went back to Big Brother, that's the way I would want to go back. Yeah. Like, an All-Stars would be great. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's it's about time. It's it's time listen i love big brother and i love the show but i don't know there's been something missing and i just can't put my finger on it and there's just like it's been great last season was fucking awesome and big fan of taylor's um but there's just been something missing with the past few seasons and i think like the thing that's going to give us a spark and i think the fans would be so excited to see a winner season so it's fucking time they make it happen and i mean i think you know the money now is fucking even better and then you throw us in there where everybody has something to prove and everybody wants to win. I think it would make great TV. So I think it's it's about time they they drop a winner season. But yeah, I'm definitely game. I would love that. Um, so I do want to just do one more game before we get to listener questions. It's really simple, this or that. I'm gonna give you two options and tell me what you prefer personally. Um, so the first one I have, I feel like I know what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Uh, New York City or Los Angeles? Um, New York City. Great answer. Love it. Thank you. Most people say LA and it infuriates me, but I appreciate yeah, no. it. I'm a city. Yeah, I'm a city guy. Um, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Ooh, lunch. Okay. Brunch. Brunch. <laughs> Brunch. Yep. Um, if you had to go on another show, Survivor or The Amazing Race? Survivor. Okay. Um, Ooh, that's a hard one. I don't know because I, I would love to do race. Um, I know Survivor. I, I for the longest time I was like I would never do Survivor, and now I'm kind of like throw me in. Yeah. Let me see how I survive. Literally. Get it done. Yeah. <laughs> um. The next one I want you to just rank one to four: Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat, and TikTok. Ooh. Um. Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and Twitter. <laughs> last. I get it. I get it. Um, and then just last one, Superman or Batman? Batman. Okay, love it. Definitely um, Batman, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. I just want to knock out these listener questions just because I said, like, there is so many. Um, yeah. You... So let's get to one that's not about the challenge. Um, okay. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what food is it? Oranges. 
Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Love oranges. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you were on the Amazing Race, who would your partner be from reality TV? One boy, one girl. Oof. Wow. 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 They have to be from TV. Yeah, from reality TV. Oof. Okay. Um. That's a good one. I think for. Hmm. Should I, should I do like Big Brother and rate and challenge? Just overall Let's TV, whatever do, you want to do. Whatever you want to do. It's up to you. I'm trying to think who would help me win. And I want to say Fessy because he's one of my best friends, but fuck no, I don't think me and Fessy <laughs> would win. Um, I think Paul, I think Paul would be great because I've traveled with him and he's just fucking savvy like me. Like, you know, he's good at airports and good at fucking directions and all that stuff. So I think Paul as a guy and then I would have to pick. Damn. I think either Tori or Laurel. I think they would be really fucking okay. good. Yeah, no, I agree with Tori you. Tori Laurel. Yeah, Tori or Laurel. Yeah. I just think because we're so fucking well traveled. You yeah. know, I think like we're doing the challenge. We've traveled the fucking world and staying location and travel. Other I think that's already kind of an upper hand. So I think it would be one of those two. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I'm interviewing Tori next month. So I'm going to ask her this question too. I have to text her actually, but I'm I'm hoping she's going to say you too then. Yeah. Um, the next yeah. one I have. I hope so. Is, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could be part of another challenge season, Bananas or West, who would you rather be partnered with? West. Okay. Wow. That's actually surprising. I think – yeah, I think what I think Johnny's great. I think me and Johnny are just too. We're both loud. We're both fucking kid, like we're just child. Like he's a fucking child. Um, so I think that like I think Wes like he's fucking he, he, he can be chill, but I think he's more about his business. And um, yeah, I think and I would love to like work with him and all that stuff. So yeah, definitely. Oh, so the next one. Now, if it's a, like, vote, who do I have to vote off? <laughs> it's I don't know, but I think compete with, like, partner-wise, I would pick West. Okay. Um, if you were to get to the end of the season with any partner, are you still in the money or are you um, splitting the money? Well, that we'll just have to find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it, there's a lot of variables that go. I've thought about that, and there's a lot that goes into that. First of all, I need to get to the final first. Yeah. Second of all, it's who am I there with? If I'm with my fucking family and my best friends and Bessie and Casey, I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than do that. Um, but you never know. Like it depends. Like if it's like somebody's my rival or something, like fuck you. Like I'm fucking. But it all depends. I mean, uh, you really don't know until you're put in that situation and your back's against the wall. I really, I can't answer that honestly. Um, the next one is a reality TV based. Obviously, yeah. You reside in Miami, Florida. If you had to live somewhere else in the yeah. United States besides Miami, where are you living? Hmm. Either Puerto Rico or New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like both those places. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just the yeah. island vibe in Puerto Rico, yeah. New York. I like the city and like just the lifestyle and uh, like it's. I don't. It, I have family in Jersey, so it's it's close yeah. from me. It's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this one, they want to know what was what is your favorite season of Big Brother to watch? Oof, there's so many, dude. It's so crazy because I've gone back now and I've watched 
when I first got off the show, I couldn't watch it at all. I haven't even I haven't watched my season completely. Okay. Um, I think my favorite seasons are right now. I'm actually watching thirteen. Um, Rachel so Riley. I, uh, yeah, Rachel fucking Riley, one of my favorite fucking winners. Um, I would say ten, thirteen. I liked seven. Um, all star, the first all stars. Twenty was one of my fucking favorites. Um, so I would say ten, thirteen, and I don't know. I mean, I hate this guy, but I got a fucking evil dick season. Season eight was so fucking. It was just good. <laughs> like I just loved him and and Donat, um, Danny Donato's dynamic. That's what made the show was yeah. watching them and just like watching the way the whole fucking. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and nineteen, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about Big Brother. Yeah. We talked about a Big Brother winter season, but what if Evil Dick is there? You know, how would that all you know play out? Oh, he, he, I mean, I think we all have. I think we all have the agreement would I have an unspoken agreement that I think that that guy would not last yeah. <laughs> like past the person picture unless he had like a goal a fucking of the yeah but I, I just think yeah I don't think he would even do it you know he would yeah. know he's getting himself into Definitely. um but yeah um so I just want to say I really appreciate you coming on um this is the time where you know where we can find you on social media any last words you want to say um, just your time to shine. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm glad we did this, dude. I, I'll be real with you. I, I, I don't really like to do podcasts and do all this stuff, but um, you've been awesome, man. You've been nothing but fucking supportive. It was awesome meeting you. Just thank you for having me on. And then, yeah, social media, Josh Martinez across the board. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you, dude. This was fun. And just thanks so much for just the kindness and the support. Definitely. Um, so you have one more question. I'm going to, I don't know if you know, but I do um, posters for promo for each um, guest. Um, yeah. So, for example, like yeah. when I interviewed Rogan, you know, we were lifting weights. When I interviewed Wes Bergman, yeah. we were doing like business on computers. Um, what would you like your oh, cool. to be? Oh, um, I don't know. Surprise me. Okay. Okay. Surprise me. Love that. Yeah. All right, definitely. Big into uh, CrossFit now, so. <laughs> okay. okay. Whatever you have in mind, whatever you have in mind. Uh, yeah, definitely. I respect it. Um, and that's all I really have. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you so much, buddy. Um, yeah, awesome talking to you, brother. And anytime after future seasons or whatever, we'll definitely catch up again. Oh, definitely love it. Thanks. Have a good rest of your day, Josh. I all right, all right, man. Bye.